1: we go. Episode 733 of the Al Goldie podcast. It is Thursday, January 4th, 2024. We on Wednesday night found out the Pro Bowl selections for this 2023 NFL season. There were four teams that did not have a single Pro Bowl selection. Those four teams, the Carolina Panthers, the Green Bay Packers, the New England Patriots, and yes, (laughs) the Washington Commanders. The Commanders shut out in Pro Bowl selections. Now we'll see if any Commanders players get chosen as Pro Bowl replacements. And look, the Pro Bowl does not mean nearly what it used to mean or what it should mean, but this is yet another item of indignity. For our team this season. Another brick in the wall of shame. Zero Pro Bowl selections for the commanders this season. The team is in danger of not having a single Pro Bowl selection for the first time since the 1993 season. Hello and welcome (laughs) to this Thursday installment of the Al Goldie podcast. We do now know who the commander starting quarterback for their season finale will be, Sam Howell. It will be Sam quarterbacking the team against the Dallas Cowboys at FedEx Field this Sunday in a game beginning at 425 p.m. The last stand for Ron Rivera as Washington head coach, the biggest must lose game in Washington history, given the NFL draft implications. Uh, Ron on Wednesday afternoon did a post-practice press conference. Next segment, I'm going to react to and talk about what Ron said about what was almost certainly his final major quarterback decision as Washington head coach, given that he's almost certainly about to be fired. And you'll hear Ron open up about the number one problem for him as Washington head coach, never figuring out quarterback. Uh, Ron on Wednesday afternoon actually was pretty upfront about this. He also said something quite interesting regarding former Washington quarterback Alex Smith. Uh, I'll then get into some non-quarterback items that Ron addressed, including how he feels about people like me rooting for the team to lose for draft position purposes and whether Ron wants to be an NFL head coach beyond this season. Also on the show, we'll discuss rough losses for the Capitals and Wizards on Wednesday night. The Caps got doubled up by the New Jersey Devils, 6-3 at Capital One Arena. The Wizards, our tanking Wizards, uh, they got demolished. A 140-101 loss at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, and I'll give you some thoughts on a terrific bounce-back win for Virginia basketball. Wahoo! A 77 53 win over Louisville at John Paul Jones Arena in Charlottesville, Virginia on Wednesday night. This off that 76 54 loss at Notre Dame this past Saturday afternoon. You can hit me up on x at Al Galdi. You can email me the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Email from Michael King on something that we talked about on Wednesday's show episode 732, that the notion that Ron Rivera changed the culture for Washington, that he significantly improved the team's culture is wrong, is a myth is a false narrative. And I explained why. And uh, Michael, in his email, also hit on Maryland football. Writes Mike, great show for Wednesday. Thank you so much for calling false on all of this Ron Rivera culture garbage. (laughs) So refreshing to hear someone actually say this. Rivera has been worse than Jim Zorn, especially considering the awful personnel side as well. Also, regarding Maryland's win over Auburn, this was an outstanding win for Mike Loxley, the players, and the program. Credit and congrats. I, a month or so ago, really felt like the wheels were coming off, but maybe there is a little more hope than I was thinking. Uh, thank you. For the email, Mike. Uh, Ron Rivera's regular season winning percentage as Washington head coach is 402. Uh, Jim Zorn's regular season winning percentage as Redskins head coach was 375. So technically, Ron has the better record, but like Mike said, you also have to factor in that Ron has been in charge of player personnel. By the way, Ron's overall regular season record as an NFL head coach is 102, 102, and two. This game against the Cowboys this Sunday will determine whether Ron finishes with a winning, losing, or I guess 500 regular season record as an NFL head coach, assuming that he's not getting another NFL head coaching job. Hey, what if <laughs> this Sunday's game ends in a tie? What if Commanders-Cowboys ends in a tie? How much would that complicate our NFL draft calculations? Uh, and regarding Maryland football head coach Mike Loxley, look, the progress has not come as quickly as we want and has not been as great as we want, but He does deserve credit for what he's doing. That 31-13 win over Auburn in the Music City Bowl at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee this past Saturday afternoon gave the Terps a bowl win in each of three consecutive seasons for the first time in program history. Uh, and gave the Terps at least eight wins in each of two consecutive seasons for the first time since the program had at least 10 wins in each of three consecutive seasons from the 2001 through 2003 seasons, which were Ralph Regan's first three seasons as Terps head coach. That's pretty good. Uh, Email from Brad Farnsworth on this podcast and on our quest for the commanders to lose out this season, writes Brad, first things first, the opening music it is so good, it is good. (laughs) At this point, there is still nothing quite like that as a lead-in for a podcast. When I hear that, I know exactly what I'm about to get into. I love it. Uh, Also, my mother-in-law, great lady, is super generous at Christmas. One random thing that she always gets me is a pair of skin socks, or more recently, commander's socks. My kids love when I wear the socks. So if I think of it, I put the socks on on game days. This year, I can tell you (laughs) that the commanders are a perfect offer when I wear the socks. I wore the socks to FedEx field for the game against the Giants in my first game at FedEx in over 10 years. What a terrible experience (laughs) for my kids' first game. I digress. At this point, I'm happy to tell you that I'm here doing my part and let's keep the perfect record going. Thank you for that email, Brad, who also in his email said some very nice things about this podcast beyond the intro music. Thank you for that, Brad. Uh, My philosophy with the intro music has been that it is so bad, it's good. But hey, if Brad feels that the intro music actually is good, I'm not going to argue with him. Uh, And yes, keep wearing the socks, whatever we have to do to have the Commanders lose to the Cowboys this Sunday, we must do. Whatever we have to do to conclude Operation Lose Out in the best possible way, we must do. And whatever is needed to do a great job for you, Nova Fireplace and Stove will do. If you are in need of fireplace, stove, or chimney work, and you live in Northern Virginia, get with Nova Fireplace and Stove. Nova Fireplace and Stove is outstanding. It handles gas fireplace sales service and installation, handles gas, electric, and wood stoves, and handles chimney cleaning and repair. If you live in Northern Virginia, stay warm and upgrade the feel and value of your home with Nova Fireplace and Stove. Call Nova Fireplace and Stove at 571-513-3803. Mention that Al Galdi sent you and receive $1,000 off. Select in stock gas inserts and a thousand dollars off. Select in stock wood inserts. Offer good while supplies last, but this is a tremendous deal. Nova Fireplace and Stove, it has been around for more than 20 years. It is run by big-time Commanders fans, my guys Dan and Stu, and Nova Fireplace and Stove has outstanding professionals. Whatever the work that you need done requires, Nova Fireplace and Stove has. Master gas fitter, master electrician, class A contractor, licensed chimney inspector, and because of this, Nova Fireplace and Stove can complete your project without the need for any subcontractors and Nova Fireplace and Stove can pull all of the necessary county permits for the work that is being done. Additionally, Nova Fireplace and Stove can perform fireplace and chimney safety inspections. You can see for yourself the work that Nova Fireplace and Stove can do. It is a showroom in Woodbridge, Virginia and has a terrific website, novafireplaceandstove.com. And take advantage of the great deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Call Nova Fireplace and Stove at 571-513-3803. Mention that Al Galdi sent you and receive $1,000 off select in-stock gas inserts and $1,000 off select in-stock wood inserts. Join the Nova Fireplace and Stove family and experience the fireplace service and care that you deserve. Call five seven one. 513-3803. That's 571-513-3803. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. So if I going into this 2023 NFL regular season had told you that Sam Howell was going to end up being the commander starting quarterback for every game for the team in this regular season. You probably would have thought that that meant that Sam at least did pretty well, if not very well, as the team's QB1. Well, Sam is going to end up starting every game for the team this regular season, but you cannot say that he has done well in this regular season. Now, he certainly has had some good games and he certainly has demonstrated some good qualities, including, by the way, durability. He has stayed healthy throughout this season, despite taking a pounding, but by no objective measure has Sam Howell played well this season. Sam for this regular season is just 23rd out of 30 qualified NFL quarterbacks per ESPN in total QBR. He is just 26th at a 36 qualified NFL quarterbacks per Sumer Sports and expected points added per play EPA per play he is just 23rd at a 31 qualified NFL quarterbacks per Pro Football Reference in yards per pass attempt however all of that said i am glad that sam will be the commander starting quarterback for their season finale a game versus the Dallas Cowboys at FedEx Field this Sunday afternoon at 425. Starting Jacoby Brissett, a veteran who is set to be an unrestricted free agent this coming offseason, would not have made much sense. I wanted either Sam or the team's QB3, (laughs) Jake Fromm, to be the team starting quarterback this Sunday, and Sam will be the guy. Uh, Commander's head coach, Rod Rivera, he on Wednesday afternoon did a post- practice press conference that started shortly after 1.30. This was Ron on if he had a starting quarterback decision to announce, and then you'll hear a back and forth with Commander's Insider John Keim of ESPN.
2: Yes, yeah, we're going to stick with Sam. And is it just because of what you saw anything last Sunday, or is it because of Jacoby's situation or both? Well, I think it's a little bit of both, but I thought what Sam did and went out and did the things that you know we we're hoping he would be able to do he did some really good things I thought he managed a couple of the drives very well very nicely and um you know again want to see him get an opportunity to finish it out what else stood out stood out about his game Sunday well I thought early on you know when he had the connections going with Terry I mean that's the thing that you know you've been looking for you, you've wanted to see and uh you know we got a chance to see if we can do some more of that
1: it sounds like Ron Rivera deciding to start Sam Howell at quarterback this Sunday is more about wanting to start Sam than not being able to start Jacoby Brissett, who for Wednesday's practice was a limited participant. Due to the hamstring injury that had him inactive for the 27 10 loss to the San Francisco 49ers at FedEx Field this past Sunday afternoon. Sam in that game played well over the first three quarters, uh, then had a really bad fourth quarter. But Sam over the first three quarters went 13 of 18 for 154 yards, a touchdown, and no interceptions. Uh, Sam in the fourth quarter went 4 of 10 for just 15. 15 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. And he did what he did, having been demoted to QB2, right? Jacoby Brissett was supposed to be the commander's starting quarterback for that game. Uh, this was Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on if he, in that loss to the 49ers, saw Sam Howell demonstrate having handled being demoted well.
2: Yeah, he handled it very well. I mean, he handled it, you know, no different than I thought he would. I mean, he's he's a very solid young man who's, you know, really a very mentally tough guy. And I thought he handled it nicely.
1: I earlier said that Sam Howell this season has demonstrated some good qualities, including durability. Uh, Well, another good quality that Sam has showed us this season is maturity. Uh, he very much has come off like a smart, diligent, self-aware, mentally tough person. And him handling his demotion well speaks to that. Uh, I also earlier referenced Sam being set to start all of the Commanders games this regular season. So the streak at last is set to end. <laughs> uh, Washington has not started the same quarterback in each game of a regular season since 2017, the final season for (laughs) you-know-who as the team's QB1. Well, finally, that streak is about to end, although the streak would have continued if not for Jacoby Brissett's hamstring. But we on Wednesday afternoon had the following back and forth between Commander's Insider J.P. Finley of NBC4 and Ron Rivera.
0: Intended or not, Sam's going to be the first quarterback you have here to start the whole season. Have you thought about that yet?
1: No, I have,
2: thanks to you. <laughs> I, it's pretty remarkable. It is remarkable. I mean, he he's a very resilient young man. I mean, you know, and 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 the the hard part for it is 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 he's had to deal with a lot. He really has, and and you know the scrutiny that that falls upon being a a a. a and a starting NFL quarterback and he's handled it. he's handled it about as professionally as you can for a young guy and and in a market like this where it's been so hungry and so starved for the last several years to have that guy, you know and 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 hopefully you know he 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 continues to grow and develop and bounces back. Um, you know it'd be great to see him come out and play well again, uh, consistent. And because um, he is, I mean, his, his temperament, his mentality and his arm talent is pretty good. It really is. And, and, and believe me, I, 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 do, I do think this, he, this guy can have some success in this league. I really do.
1: I tell you, I hope that Ron Rivera is right about that. I do think that the commanders and Sam Howell at least have a good QB two. And remember, he is under contract for another two seasons for like nothing. Uh, Your remaining salary cap hits for Sam Howell on his four-year rookie contract as a fifth-round pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. 2024, $1.075 million. 2025, $1.19 million. If the commanders with their first-round pick in the 2024 draft Take USC quarterback Caleb Williams or North Carolina quarterback Drake May or LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels. And next season have that draftee as the QB1 and Sam as the QB2. The commanders for next season will have one of the lowest cost quarterback rooms in the NFL, but also a quarterback room with major upside. Uh, There was another telling back and forth between Ron Rivera and a reporter on Wednesday afternoon. I'll get to that in moments, but if you enjoy this podcast, check out BGO Blind Pig, the official podcast of BGObsession.com. BGO Blind Pig is a roundtable discussion of all things Washington Commanders football. Lots of good and passionate Commanders conversation from Commanders fans who know the team well. You can find the BGO Blind Pig podcast on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, or on any major podcast provider. Make BGObsession.com the home for your burgundy and gold obsession. And make the BGO Blind Pig podcast one of your weekly D.C. football listens. All right, we on Wednesday afternoon had the following back and forth between Commander's Insider Nikki Javala of the Washington Post and Ron Rivera. Uh, Now, this is a lengthy cut. It's about three and a half minutes long, but it's worth listening to. Here you go.
3: After your tenure at Carolina, you had Cam Newton for a good chunk of it. Coming here, did anything surprise you about the difficulty or the challenges of trying to find that guy?
2: Um... Didn't real, you know? Honestly, that, that's that's probably the, been the biggest crux of it all. Is trying to find that guy. I mean, that's the hardest thing for anybody. It doesn't matter whether you're here or at you're one of the other places that are looking for that guy. I mean, you, you know, you're fortunate if you get a head coaching job where there's a guy. You better relish that and you better succeed. I'll tell you that right now. Um, you know, and and I've said this before. If if you know. A guy like Alex Smith, if he never gets hurt, I'd never come here because I, I think Jay and what they were doing would have continued. I mean, you get a guy like that, man, you you run with it. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been cool to have a guy like that. It really would have because, you know, I think there's a lot of talent in that room. I think there's some good playmakers. Um, you know, in the last four weeks, we've only given up three sacks. So there's there's some potential there. But, to, you know, to have a guy that, that's been there, that's been developed, that, that's that's pretty cool I, I promise you that 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 if you go there you're, you're a head coach and you got to have success okay. you, you should
3: have these last four years changed your perspective on that position and then it, it, as part of that, has it changed how you coach the other players who have to deal with the rotation of quarterbacks like the receivers as they yeah. deal with multiple starters
2: well i I know this um you know, just reflecting on it, the uh, the biggest thing is just how important that position is. I mean, I was fortunate in Carolina; we, we we had our guy, and and for seven seasons he was phenomenal. Unfortunately, the the shoulder injury I think is probably the, one of the biggest things that that really just threw him off track. I mean, he, he was as as good as anybody, and he he, he showed it. Um, you know, and then trying to find that guy is, is Nikki. As your quest to your question, it, it is. That is the position. I mean, and you see why, you know, such an emphasis is, is being made on, on protecting that guy, why, you know, these guys are getting paid the way they're getting paid. And, and, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have that guy. I mean, I know last year everybody gave me a little bit of grief when I asked me about what's the difference, and I said quarterback. I mean, trust me, it is. It is. And just uh, for the other days, like i don't know
3: even defense too, when they're – Transitioning to a different quarterback in season, what changes for them? Like, is it is it a timing thing?
2: Is oh, it, absolutely. Like,
3: nuances of the new quarterback, like what what do they adjust to?
2: They adjust exactly to those things. Okay. Is is the timing? Is is the familiarity? Is the comfort? Um, you know, and and that's why you know being able to have a, a, a good off season or two. With these guys developing that rapport is so important, you know. Um, and a good example, you know, is, is you know in our own division, you know, what, what 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 Jalen Hurts did a couple years ago. I mean, he came on the you know on the scene and then came back even better because he had the kind of offseason that you needed to have, and and now he's an established guy. I mean, that's that's just how big it is.
1: Okay, so there was a lot there. <laughs> Uh, What stood out to me, though, more than anything, was what Ron Rivera essentially said early in the cut, that the number one problem for him as Washington head coach has been quarterback. Now, not that that's some big time revelation, okay, but not having a franchise quarterback, having some of the worst quarterback play in the NFL, that has been the number one problem for Washington with Ron Rivera as head coach. You look at all of the regular season starting quarterbacks for Washington with Ron as head coach. Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, Alex Smith, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Taylor Heineke, Garrett Gilbert, (laughs) Carson Wentz, Sam Howell. Not a single one of those guys gave Washington anything close to high-level quarterback play for a season. Uh, some were better than others. Some had their moments, <laughs> as Ron himself would say. Uh, some had good stretches. Hey, Taylor Heineke, Tay-Tay, uh, he during Washington's four-game winning streak in the 2021 season played really well. But not a single one of these guys gave Washington anything close to high-level quarterback play for a season. Ron, as Washington head coach, never figured out the quarterback position. And that, as much as anything, doomed him as Washington head coach. The number one regret of Ron's time as Washington head coach has to be what he did with that number two overall pick in the 2020 draft, taking edge defender Chase Young instead of taking a quarterback. And there were a variety of reasons for why Ron, with that number two overall pick in the 2020 draft, Took Chase and not a quarterback. And there certainly is hindsight in saying that Ron, with that number two overall pick in the 2020 draft, should have taken a quarterback. But imagine how different things might be if Ron, with that number two overall pick in the 2020 draft, had taken Justin Herbert. What might we have right now? Where might our team be right now? And maybe nothing would be different but you know, (laughs) maybe a whole lot would be different. What also especially stood out to me from Ron Rivera in that cut was what he said about Alex Smith, how if Alex had not gotten injured in 2018, Ron likely would have never been hired as Skins head coach in January 2020. Yeah, you know, I don't know about that. Uh, there is this mythology that has developed with Alex Smith. Now, Alex deserves a ton of praise for coming back to quarterback Washington to an NFC East title in the 2020 season, despite what happened with his right leg in 2018. I mean, to me, Alex's comeback from undergoing 17 surgeries on his right leg due to infection and sepsis off the broken right fibula and tibia and that he suffered in that loss to the Houston Texans at FedEx Field in November 2018, is the greatest injury comeback in sports history. But the 2018 skins were a house of cards that may well have come tumbling down, even if Alex had never gotten hurt. The team was not as good as its 6 and 3 regular season record at the time of Alex's injury indicated, and you know, Alex was not exactly killing it. Alex for the 2018 regular season finished just 26th out of 33 qualified NFL quarterbacks in ESPN's total QBR. I actually think that a fascinating question is might the Skins still have taken a quarterback in the 2019 draft even if Alex had not gotten injured? Uh, The Skins with the number 15 overall pick in the 2019 draft, of course, took Dwayne Haskins off Dan Snyder ordering the selection of Dwayne. Uh, What a mess that was. But anyway, I think that it's quite possible that Jay Gruden would have been fired during or at the end of the 2019 season, even if Alex Smith had never gotten hurt. Uh, And speaking of Jay, (laughs) how about Ron Rivera basically complimenting Jay, basically saying that Jay got fired as Skins head coach because Alex got hurt? I took that as Ron, whether he meant to or not, showing respect to Jay. And that stood out to me because just a few weeks ago, Jay took a shot at Ron. Jay Gruden is very active on X. He, on December 3rd, the day on which the Commanders got shredded by the Miami Dolphins, 45-15 at FedEx Field, wrote on X, quote, four to five years now, figured culture would have been the difference, end quote. That sure seemed to be a jab at Ron, a mocking of Ron, uh, not to say that that wasn't funny, <laughs> okay, because it was. Jay Gruden is a funny guy, but Jay took a shot at Ron, and yet Ron, on Wednesday afternoon, showed Jay some respect. Hey, maybe Ron has no idea <laughs> that Jay posted that on X. Well, if you need an idea for a good catering service, look no further than Catering by Uptown. Catering by Uptown is the DMV's number one catering service. If you are planning a party, a wedding, whatever, and you need a good catering service, go with Catering by Uptown and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. Catering by Uptown, it is a family business that prides itself on its signature dishes and flawless presentations. And Catering by Uptown goes beyond just food. Catering by Uptown offers personalized consultation and event planning assistance that are outstanding, including venue coordination, custom catering menu selection from over a thousand delicious dish selections, and a day of event coordinator who will make sure that everything runs smoothly. From putting together and executing a menu, to picking linens, to selecting an excellent florist, Catering by Uptown is committed to meeting your needs and exceeding your expectations. Whether you are having a wedding or a corporate event, an intimate gathering or a gala, Catering by Uptown is the way to go. Visit cateringbyuptown.com and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent Say hello to Michael Pereira and the rest of the Catering by Uptown family. The Pereiras are great and knowledgeable Commanders fans and will do a tremendous job for you. Visit CateringByUptown.com. That's CateringByUptown.com. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent ya.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hey, we all love the NFL, and we all love pizza. So make Little Caesars part of your NFL game day. Little Caesars is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Order online during Little Caesars Pizza Pizza pregame, which is one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sunday. You could pick your favorite Little Caesars pizza. You can pick the toppings that you crave. Kind of like picking NFL winners, only with Little Caesars pizza, you never lose. Uh, and Little Caesars offers convenient delivery as well as the in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Little Caesars Pizza Pizza. Hey, if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, you can rate the podcast with a star rating. Five star ratings are greatly appreciated. They help us out a lot. Thank you for doing them. Uh, more now on the Commanders with their final practice week of the season beginning on Wednesday. Commanders versus the Dallas Cowboys at FedEx Field this Sunday afternoon at 425. The commander's injury report for Wednesday's practice listed 12 players, 3 offensive players, and 9 defensive players. Uh, on offense, quarterback Jacoby Brissett was a limited participant In Wednesday's practice, due to the hamstring injury that had him inactive for the 27 10 loss to the San Francisco 49ers at FedEx Field this past Sunday afternoon. Right tackle Andrew Wiley was a limited participant in Wednesday's practice due to the elbow injury that had him inactive for the loss to the Niners. And receiver Curtis Samuel was listed on the injury report due to a hamstring ailment, but was a full participant. In Wednesday's practice on defense, uh, interior defensive lineman Jonathan Allen did not practice on Wednesday this due to a knee injury and sticking with that position group interior defensive lineman John Ridgeway was a limited participant in Wednesday's practice due to a foot ailment. The commander's secondary remains banged up big time. Corner Kendall Fuller did not practice on Wednesday, this due to the knee injury that had him inactive for the loss to the Niners. Corner Benjamin St. Juice was a limited participant in Wednesday's practice due to the concussion that had him inactive for the loss to the Niners. Corner Kristen Holmes did not practice on Wednesday, this due to the concussion that he suffered in the loss to the Niners. Uh, corner Tariq Castro-Fields did not practice on uh, On Wednesday, this due to the shoulder injury that he suffered in the loss to the Niners. Defensive back Quan Martin was a limited participant in Wednesday's practice due to a chest ailment. And safety Cameron Curl was listed on the injury report due to a quadriceps issue, but was a full participant in Wednesday's practice. Also, edge defender Casey Tuhill was listed on the injury report due to a shoulder problem, uh, but was a full participant in Wednesday's practice. Uh, So the commander's defense, which of course is terrible (laughs) to begin with, may well be ultra depleted or at least very limited for this game against the Cowboys. Great news for Operation Loseout. Uh, By the way, head coach Rod Rivera during his post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon did get asked for his reaction to the many commander's fans, like me, wanting the team to lose out. Here's what Ron said.
2: It's interesting. Yeah. You know, it really is just that's the only way I can look at it. To me, it's not what's important, you know, as far as, as, as who we are as individuals and people, because you, you do you should do things to win more so than anything else. And that's pretty much what we're trying to do is win a football game.
1: What can you share about John Allen's injury?
2: Um, just is it's got a an knee and uh, we'll go from there.
1: Look, I'm not at all mad at Ron Rivera for saying what he said right there. He's about to be fired. All right. He wants to go out with a win. As I noted in the opening segment of the show, he needs a win to have an all-time regular season record as an NFL head coach of above 500. Uh, But right now, Ron Rivera's interests are in direct contrast with my interests, with the interests of many of you listening, and with the interests of the franchise. The Commanders right now are in position to get the number two overall pick in the 2024 NFL Draft, but they are clinging to that position via a strength of schedule that is three percentage points worse than that of the New England Patriots. The Commanders must lose (laughs) to, to the Cowboys this Sunday. I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, Ron Rivera's post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon, like his press conference on Tuesday afternoon, was filled with questions about his situations. Questions that were all but, hey, you're about to be fired. How you feeling? Uh, We on Wednesday afternoon had this exchange between Commander's Insider Ben Standig of The Athletic and Ron. Obviously, as we've
3: discussed in the next few days, we'll see what happens with the organization, what decisions they make. Um, If it goes a certain way, do you still want to be a head coach in the league?
2: Well, I know this. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it on Sunday.
1: Yes, we will. Uh, That bridge is coming. Uh, I do wonder if Ron Rivera wants to be an NFL head coach anymore. I do wonder if this experience as Washington head coach, having gone so poorly, has made him perhaps look forward to no longer being an NFL head coach. I also wonder if Ron regrets being given player personnel control. You know, what has never been made clear is, did Ron demand player personnel control Or did the person who hired Ron as Washington head coach, the team's owner at the time, a man named Dan Snyder, just offer Ron player personnel control? Did Dan become so infatuated with the coach-centric approach thing as his new selling point that he offered Ron player personnel control without Ron ever having to ask for it? I wonder about that. But Whatever the case, uh, Ron being in charge of player personnel has not worked out, (laughs) okay? And going back to his time as Carolina Panthers head coach, there was nothing to suggest that he should have been given player personnel control. Uh, Some more from Rod Rivera on Wednesday afternoon. He did get asked about the Commander's QB3. Jake Fromm. Uh Jake Fromm for that loss to the Niners was the Commanders QB2. Uh, the team this past Saturday announced having signed Fromm from the practice squad to the active roster. Remember Jake Fromm played well this past preseason. Uh this was run on Wednesday afternoon on Jake Fromm.
2: You know from from the very beginning, you know you, you know Jake's a very bright, very smart football player. He understands gets uh what we're doing on the offensive side. Um He's a good decision maker, quick decision maker, gets the ball out of his hands very quickly. Um, you, you see that in practice as well. So I think he's a guy that's you know very well suited for for the role he's in for us.
1: Well, the commanders initially signed Jake from on October eighteenth. 2022, they signed him as an unrestricted free agent to their practice squad. They then, last January 9th, announced the re-signing of Fromm to a reserve/slash future contract. Uh, Jake Fromm was taken by the Buffalo Bills in the fifth round of the 2020 NFL Draft out of Georgia. He was a very good quarterback for Georgia for three seasons, 2017 through 2019. Uh, Well, a very good receiver for Washington since 2019 has been Terry McLaurin, and Terry is on the verge of making franchise history. Terry is 54 receiving yards away from becoming the first player in franchise history with at least a thousand receiving yards in each of four consecutive regular seasons. That would be a tremendous accomplishment, especially considering, right, the quarterback instability and poor quarterback play with which Terry is dealt. Rod Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on Terry McLaurin.
2: Well, I think that's the biggest thing. is just shows his reliability, his um, you know, just the the fact that he's always there. he's always present and and he is a guy that, you know, works at it. So it, it is it is a good earmark for him if we can get that done.
1: This has not been a great season for Terry McLaurin, but he and the loss to the Niners had four receptions for sixty one yards and a touchdown on six targets and playing on eighty-nine percent of the commander's offensive snaps. He became just the sixth player in NFL history to have at least 900 receiving yards in each of his first five regular seasons. Uh, Terry McLaurin, running back Brian Robinson Jr. and right guard Samuel Cosme. Those three guys to me are the three biggest bright spots for the commanders this season in terms of players. By the way, have you seen the stuff that's out there on Sam Cosme? Sam Cosmi, since week 13, is the highest graded offensive player in the NFL <laughs> per pro football focus, overall grade of 92. PFF grades are on a scale of 0 to 100. Jeez, highest graded offensive player in the NFL per PFF since week 13. Cosme, since week 13, has allowed no sacks and just one quarterback pressure. And Cosme has stayed healthy this season. Durability had been such a problem for him, but he in this regular season has played in all 16 of the Commanders games and is number one on the team in offensive snaps, 99.62%. Sam Cosby making this full-time move to right guard has been a very good move. Remember how he last season was jerked between right tackle and right guard? And he, during games, was splitting time with Cornelius Lucas at right tackle. And we also had Cosby splitting time with Trey Turner at right guard. Uh, yeah, that was not good. Uh, Sam Cosby has had a tremendous season at right guard. Well, also tremendous is at WSH on the daily on Instagram. Uh, This month is going to be a huge month for Commander's News, and so make sure that you're listening to this podcast, and if you're on Instagram, make sure that you're following at WSH on the daily. Uh, W.S.H. on the daily just started in 2021 and yet has more than 24,000 followers and is literally daily. The page is updated every day. News notes, reports, photos, graphics. W.S.H. on the daily on Instagram is a page that properly sources and vets. Its news and information doesn't just post anything that anyone says. Uh, WSH on the Daily is a great place at which you can converse with other Commanders fans regarding the team, the draft, free agency, and trades. WSH on the Daily responds to every single DM. WSH on the Daily is a page at which you can have fun, including the contest Name That Redskin and free wallpaper Wednesday. And WSH on the daily always has a great fresh look. If you're on Instagram, check out at WSH on the daily and check out at WSH on the daily's online shop, WSH on the uh, Some outstanding gear, shirts, hoodies, excellent material, modern look, Uh, These are breathable and comfortable clothes, and they come with all kinds of looks. Some of the more popular shirts are those with the phrase, fight for old DC. For smart, informative, fun, and engaging Commander's content, check out at WSHOnTheDaily on on Instagram. And for great merch, visit WSHOnTheDaily.com. Well, the Capitals on Wednesday night concluded their fifth set of back-to-back games in just 26 days. A brutal stretch, and the Caps did conclude that stretch uh, with a loss, a 6-3 loss to the New Jersey Devils at Capitol and Arena. The Caps in this NHL regular season now are 18-12-6. and 6. They, in this game, did overcome a 2-0 first period deficit and a 3-1 second period deficit, but they allowed the Devils to score the game's final three goals. Uh, Still no Charlie Lingren as he is out due to an upper body injury that he suffered in the Caps 5-1 loss at the New York Islanders last Friday night. And so with Darcy Kemper having been the Caps starting goaltender for the 4-3 win at the Pittsburgh Penguins on Tuesday night, the Caps starting goaltender for this game against the Devils on Wednesday night was Hunter Shepard, who the Caps this past Saturday afternoon announced as having recalled from their AHL affiliate, the Hershey Bears. But Shepard on Wednesday night struggled. He stopped just 22 of the 28 shots on goal that he faced. He allowed two goals in each period. He per natural stat trick stopped just two of the seven high danger shots on goal that he faced. Although the Caps did not exactly put Shepard in a great spot. The Caps per natural stat trick had just 35 Five on five shot attempts to the Devils' 59, including just five five on five high danger shot attempts to the Devils 10. Uh, the Caps went just one and two on the penalty kill. Did go two of four on the power play. Second line center Connor McMichael scored a power play goal 1838 into the first period. Defenseman John Carlson scored a power play goal 1858 into the second period. The Caps power play has been a lot better lately. Uh, also top line center Evgeny Kuznetsov finally scored a goal. Uh, He scored an even strand goal 11-25 into the second period for his first goal since December 7th. And Kuzi had a primary assist, top-line left wing Alex Ovechkin. He had two assists and a game-high tying six total shot attempts. He did commit a third-period tripping minor. Uh, Also, on Wednesday night, was the Caps' regular season debut of winger Max Pacioretty, Uh, he served as the Caps third-line left wing, did commit a first-period tripping minor that led to the Devils' power play goal, but Pacioretty had been on the long-term injured reserve list since October 11th due to having suffered two tears of his right Achilles tendon. He suffered the first tear in August 2022. He suffered the second tear Last January, uh, the Caps, last July 1st, uh, what was day one of NHL free agency this past offseason, uh, signed Patch already as an unrestricted free agent, a one year, $2 million contract. Uh, we, during Caps head coach Spencer Carberry's postgame press conference on Wednesday night, had this exchange with Tom Galitti, writer for NHL.com and Carberry. Pat Brady wasn't happy with the way he played, but, I mean, it has been a long time since he played a game. Yeah. Do you think he can grasp maybe a little bit that this is step
0: one and there wasn't really much practice and maybe this is a long process still ahead of him? For sure, for sure. It's it's not easy at, at his age to step back into National Hockey League games, especially against this team that that's, I would argue is one of the fastest in the league. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a work in progress. I, I, don't, I never expected him to just step back into the lineup and be an impact player? Do you hope for that maybe in the back of your mind, but it's gonna be a process for him getting back and getting up to speed and getting comfortable back uh, playing games.
1: Uh, By the way, the corresponding roster move to the Caps activating Max Pacioretty off the long-term injured reserve list on Wednesday uh, was them placing Charlie Lindgren on the injured reserve list uh, where he joins wingers T.J. Oshie and Sonny Milano. Uh, Next up for the Caps are two games this weekend, home to the Carolina Hurricanes Friday night at 7 and home to the Los Angeles Kings Sunday afternoon at 3. Well, the Wizards on Wednesday night had the first of two consecutive games at the Cleveland Cavaliers. And what we got was one of the worst losses for the Wizards this season. And that, of course, is saying something given how bad our tanking Wizards are. Uh, they for this NBA regular season fell to six and 27 with a 140 101 loss. At the Cavaliers on Wednesday night, the Wizards trailed for all of the second, third, and fourth quarters, including trailing by at least 10 points for all of the second half and trailing by at least 26 points for all of the fourth quarter, during which the Wizards at one point trailed by 44 points at 139 95. Wizards head coach Wes Unsell Jr. did not play any of his starters in the fourth quarter. This was a pathetic performance by the Wizards who basically decided not to show up. Uh, The Wizards defense was horrendous. They allowed the Cavs to score 140 points. The Wizards allowed the Cavs to go 20 of 42 on threes. The Wizards allowed the Cavs to score 68 points points in the paint and go 34-56 in the paint. The Wizards allowed the Cavs to have 37 assists versus 11 turnovers. Uh, so much of defense, of course, is effort. The Wizards on Wednesday night basically gave zero effort on defense. Something else that is largely a function of effort is rebounding. Uh, the Wizards on Wednesday night got out-rebounded by the Cavs 62-36, including having just 12 offensive rebounds to the Cavs 18 and thus just 17 second chance points to the Cavs 35. The Wizards got more than doubled up in terms of second chance points. The Cavs 6'9", Jared Allen, (laughs) he in just 29 minutes, 26 seconds as a starter had 19 rebounds, including seven Offensive boards. He also had 17 points, seven assists, versus just one turnover and two blocks. He went seven to ten from the field, all twos and three of four on free throws. Uh, the Wizards are tanking. I, as a Wizards fan, am refusing to get too angry about any of these losses. But boy, was this loss at the Cavs on Wednesday night ugly. Uh, next up for the Wizards are two games this weekend. Back at the Cleveland Cavaliers Friday night at 730 and home to the New York Knicks Saturday night at at 7. Hey, we've spent the last two segments talking Capitals and Wizards. Underdog Fantasy is great not just for fantasy football pro and college, but also fantasy basketball pro and college and fantasy hockey. The daily pick 'em games are super easy and fun. The season-long fantasy is simple. Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play. Fantasy sports, and it has a special offer for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast: a deposit match of up to a hundred dollars for all new customers who sign up with the promo code Galdi. My last name G A L D I. Galdi. Just go to UnderdogFantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app. Uh, Underdog Fantasy offers these daily pick'em games in which you simply take a player going higher or lower a given total. Uh, Underdog Fantasy offers season-long fantasy with a zero-stress scenario of no waivers, no trades, even no lineup setting. We all know that playing fantasy sports can be very time-consuming. Well, Underdog Fantasy removes the time consumption but keeps the fun and the potential to win money. And take advantage of the free money. If you sign up now with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit with up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So in other words, if you deposit $100, you get $100 for free. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code GALDI. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use that promo code Goldie Must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and must be present in a state in which underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8HOPE. NY and in Tennessee, call 1 800 889 9789. Well, will the real Virginia basketball team please stand up? <laughs> uh, The same Cavaliers team that suffered an awful 76-54 loss at Notre Dame this past Saturday afternoon. What was the Cavs' third loss by at least 22 points this season? That same Cavs team on Wednesday night looked great. In a 77-53 win over Louisville at John Paul Jones Arena in Charlottesville, Virginia, uh, the Cavs for this season improved to 11 and 3 overall and 2 and 1 in the ACC. Uh, now, Louisville isn't very good. Uh, the Cardinals came into the game just 5 and 7 overall this season, and they were without a key player in Trey White due to a groin injury. But Notre Dame entered its game against UVA this past Saturday afternoon just. Five and seven overall on the season. Uh, the Cavs on Wednesday night were impressive. They led by at least 11 points for all of the second half. The Cavs defense was very good. They held Louisville to just 53 points and to just six of 25 on threes. The Wahoos offense was great. They went 10 of 26 on threes and 20 of 32 on twos and had 20 assists versus just. Three turnovers, how about that assisted turnover ratio, 20 to 3. Uh, six four Isaac McNeely. He in just nineteen minutes twenty five seconds as a starter had eighteen points and two assists versus no turnovers. He went four of seven on threes and three of four on twos. Six eight Ryan Dunn. He in thirty one minutes two seconds as a starter went seven of eight from the field all twos and finished with fifteen points, ten rebounds and three blocks. He did go just one of three on free throws and six three Reese Beekman. He in thirty minutes forty six seconds as A starter went 1 of 3 on threes, 3 of 4 on twos, and 2 of 3 on free throws. He finished with 11 points, 8 assists versus 2 turnovers, and 3 steals. It's hard to know what to make of UVA, but how it played on Wednesday night shows you how good the team can be. Next up for Virginia at NC State, Saturday afternoon at 2. And that will do it for you and me for now. Keep the feedback coming. You can hit me up on X at Algaldi. You can email me the Algaldi Podcast at Yahoo.com. Friday show, episode 734. We'll provide you with more on the Commanders as I will chat with Commander's analyst Mark Bullock of Bullock's Film Room, which you can find at markbullock.substack.com. Also, we will prepare you properly <laughs> for the Commander's season finale, the biggest must-lose game. In Washington history, Commanders versus the Dallas Cowboys at FedEx Field this Sunday afternoon at 425. I will present to you my rhyming keys for quarterback Sam Howell playing well, but also a Commanders loss, not a win, a loss. is. That is what is best for the Commanders. Uh, and I'll provide commentary on what is said by Assistant Head Coach slash Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy in his pre-practice press conference on Thursday, what figures to be his final public words with the Commanders. Uh, now, we'll see if Eric gets fired. But uh, at this point, I would think that that's a lot more likely than unlikely. But I guess you never know. Uh, and I, on Friday's show, will talk James Madison basketball. The Dukes, who are up to number 19 in the latest Associated Press Top 25 poll, which came out on Monday, are at Louisiana Thursday night at 8. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and I'll talk to you on Friday. Obviously, as
3: we've discussed in the next few days, we'll see what happens with the organization, what decisions they make. Um, If it goes a certain way, do you still want to be a head coach in the league?
2: Well, I know this. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it on Sunday.
1: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of
3: mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance.